This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This week, we are talking all about resilience and coping with unexpected life challenges and life changes. So how do we regain our balance and wu-wei flow when life throws us a curveball? When something unexpected or shocking happens that changes our life course and all our plans? when we believe our hopes and dreams have been shattered or taken away from us. How do we move from a place of overwhelm and anxiety or resistance and resentment to one of accepting what has happened and thriving even? Well, in this week's teaching, we answer these questions. Okay, David, so... Would you say that it's natural or normal or okay to experience a lot of red light emotions such as overwhelm, anxiety, resentment when something shocking or unexpected happens in our life? Well, I think you've got to be careful of the way you frame that question. So let me answer it from the way that I would think you should address it. Is it normal to experience emotions? Absolutely. Your emotions are one of your best assets. We are not trying to stop or rub out your emotions at all. The question you said, a lot. Now, we're talking about balance, and really what the introduction is about is how do you find the balance in life that has many twists and turns and has the ability to hit you right in the face when you least expect it? And so... When that happens, is it appropriate to create emotions? Yes, of course it's appropriate to create emotions. But what we're going to be delving into in this video is how do you find that balance? I always like to think about it as one of those old-fashioned weighing machines, you know, the balancing machines. How do you not go right out of balance? How do you keep it in balance even though you're going through really difficult times? And and I guess that's the challenge because the inauthentic way, the non-woo way, is to stay with those red light emotions indefinitely for months or years, whether it's overwhelm, resentment, anger about what's happened, holding on to injustices or unfairness, holding on to what-ifs, and letting those spoil and soil the rest of your life. I like the Chinese word of when wu-wei is out of balance. It's called yu-wei. Why you? You way. And it is all about you. And that's why it goes out of balance. Because here now we can start to understand that part of your mind that we call the inner child. Because the inner child has great difficulty with the unknown or the unexpected because it loves the familiarity. It loves to have planned out your life how things should be, how people should react to you, how you should react to them what the inner child would call fairness or justice. 
But remember, this is why I like the analogy of the inner child, because when you hear a physical child going, Mommy, Daddy, it's not fair, what they're actually saying is, Mommy, Daddy, it's not the way I want it to be. And that's exactly how your mind reacts. So if you're more balanced into your inner child, it, can, it, it doesn't have to be even a really massive throw off the rails. It can be a little tweak. And then the inner child throws one big squealing piglet, screams and shouts and goes, it's not fair. It's not the way I want it. And then it does exactly what you said at the beginning, Alex. It connects to your emotions and it gives you these very strong red light feelings that you may want to call overwhelm, anxiety, whatever word you want to call it to describe the intenseness of the emotional feelings that you're, you are experiencing. And when you say more balanced to the inner child, you mean when you're, do you mean like when we're more, when we're listening more to that voice within ourselves, some people call it the ego or their emotional mind, when we're connected to and being led more by that inner child and the inner child's I guess, assessment of what's fair and what's unfair and what's right and what's wrong, then we are naturally going to get drawn into this whirlpool of ongoing red light emotions rather than seeing the bigger picture, rather than having a more authentic view as to what's going on. I think that's, I think that's right. When we use the term inner child, what we're describing is that part of your mind is not separate to you. It's not outside of you. It's not supernatural. It's your mind that's kind of been locked. You may prefer to call it, as Alex says, your ego. Some of my clients like to call it their emotional mind or their subconscious mind. I prefer the term inner child. And why I prefer that term is because it acts childlike. It has these expectations, as I've just explained, that life should be the way that it wants it to be. It doesn't understand how to deal with injustice, unfairness, when things don't go right, when it sees itself being kind of not listened to, ignored, not valued. It has a very childlike view of the world. And so therefore, when something does happen, which it will happen, things won't go always the way that you want it to be in your life, then you're almost like the child is right on the edge of the cliff and it's ready to jump in and you get led along. Remember in other videos, I was saying it's like having a dog that's grown up now and the dog pulls you around mm -hmm. and the inner child is leading you. You are you are almost like the puppet to that part of your mind. And that and that feeling of just like wanting to throw in the towel, wanting to give up, I can, I can relate to that. And it's like, because often we, we talk about the inner child and the inner child being really petulant and having extreme Disneyland expectations about wanting everything laid out on a plate for it and not putting any effort in. And, and we know, most of us know that that's not realistic, that's not life, but... When it comes to situations whereby, you know, we believe authentically as an adult, we've been putting the work in. We've been working hard, say, planning, building our career or saving up our money, saving up our finances. We've been really careful. We believe that we've, we've done the right thing and we've put our fair share in. When life then 
throws us as a curveball. So we we lose our career. Our whole life journey changes because a loved one dies, and say we maybe become responsible for children that we were a sibling's child and a sibling has died, or all sorts of manner of scenarios can come up that, despite our good intentions of living an authentic life, working hard, there are still things like that that happen, and it's very difficult in those situations to kind of, as the adult us, almost think well, this is okay. This is, I can just accept this and get on with it. And if the adult us finds it, finds it hard to accept what has happened, because we believe we've been working really hard, we've been trying to do the right thing for ourselves and everyone else, and yet something bad happens. But in that case that you just outlined, as I would say, the adult you is not acting as a mature adult. Mm. It is being driven by the inner child. Because in the scenario that you've just laid out, you are saying there is a cause and effect. Mm. There is a universal law, David, that the harder I work, I will get the just desserts, and that's expectations. And I would say, where's that written down? Where are you going to guarantee if you work X, you get Y? If you do this, then this happens. I think that you should be doing, working to your full potential and being the best that you can be because it's right for you and it's right for those around you, not what you want back from the universe or as almost as though you're paying into a lottery and you, and you deserve to win. The universe, the world, your life, reality, whatever you want to call it, is the way it is. We cannot control it. We cannot look ahead and say, well, I've been very good, so this should happen, shouldn't it? I've been working very hard at my career, so I should get promoted, shouldn't I? No, you've been working hard at your career because it's right for you. And then if you don't get promoted, you know what? You better go and find a job or a company that really appreciates the work that you put in. And you have to be able to make those adjustments. Now, that part of your mind doesn't see that because it sees itself that I call it entitlement People should recognize who you are, what you do, and they should pay you or value you accordingly. And I go, no, 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 no. You should value you. You should value you. Don't look externally. And if that company, if that job, if that relationship doesn't work out the right for you, then you find a relationship that works right for you. But in the meantime, your relationship with yourself is the most important thing. That connection to you, and this is the answer to this question, because in the first five or ten minutes we've been talking about that part of your mind that we call the, the, the inner child, that outer balance part of your mind, the ego. But the way out of this and the way out of everything in the Wu Wei wisdom model is to connect to your Shen. Connect to that inner knowing, connect to that inner truth, to understand that your value as a human being is not found outside of you. And so these twists and terms that Alex has spoke about, when life kicks you in the face, I'll give you a guarantee. It will happen. It will happen. Now, how do you deal with that? How do you respond? And I would want you to respond in Wu Wei, 
in balance, in harmony, not about not having emotions, having appropriate emotions. Now that's resilience. The inner child will never give you resilience. The inner child is like a cork on a, on a water being blown or a feather being blown from one extreme to another extreme. The grounding of your Shen will give you the resilience. And that, I guess, applies because you talked about the about being overly dependent on, say, other people responding to you, other people doing what you expect. But also, equally, we can't expect life or the universe to respond, you know, this cause and effect thing. But a lot of people are brought up on that teaching that if you work hard, this will happen. If you're careful with this, over time, this will happen. So a lot of us in our society are brought up on this. If you're a good person, then this is more likely to happen. If you do the right thing, this is more likely to happen. Based on, I guess, some sort of universe or God or some higher power having kind of a, a judgment system on you exactly. and judging you fairly. And, and life is not like that. So not only should we not depend on outcomes from other people, but we shouldn't equally depend on outcomes from the universe and so for me that's like oh no so nothing's nothing's to be dependent on but as you say you depend on yourself there. that's what i was just going to say because i believe in cause and effect yeah but not affecting externally affecting yourself so whatever happens if you are balanced if you're in your wu way if you're connected to shen if you have the emotional life in balance and your thoughts in balance then you can deal with all of the ups and downs and of course it's totally appropriate if something sad happens and you're sad or something you're angry for a time or there's nothing wrong with emotions but it's not being guided or led by your emotions. So I'm a great believer in cause and effect because I think that's the law of attraction. But we're talking about the internal cause and effect, about you're doing it for you. You're being the best person that you can be, not to get something externally, to live your life in harmony, to be at peace with yourself, to be connected to that deeper inner knowing, that inner force that you have. And again, this is resilience. This is not trying to control things from happening. This is, means that you can control yourself if and when they do happen. So I want you to talk a little bit more about what you mean by connect, being connected to our Shen in, in this sort of situation. What does that mean? How would it help us and how do we do it? Okay, so the voice of the inner child He's almost very easy to connect to because it's so loud, it's so in your face, it's so intrusive. It gives you black, white, yes, no, good, bad, right, wrong, fair. You know what I'm saying? All of this, it sees life like a child, very simplistically, very simplistically. Now, if you're not careful, you almost get... I think you use the word overwhelmed, and I think that's a good word because you get swamped by this insular, singular, extreme way of thinking. And so therefore, in any situation, you see it in this black-white, good-bad, right-wrong, fair-unfair viewpoint. Now, what we're teaching is there's another part of you. This is not something that I'm talking about that's outside of you that's extraordinary well it is extraordinary but it's not 
outside, it's inside of you. The word I was looking for, I'm sorry. It's not supernatural. It's not outside of you. It's very natural. And it's what, whatever you want to call it, you may want to call it your inner knowing, your inner self, your inner knowledge. I prefer the word Shen. Shen to me is that spirituality. And what I've said on many videos, I'm not talking about angels, I'm not talking about anything that's outside of you spiritually. I'm talking about your spiritual energy, your spiritual energy. And everyone has that spiritual en energy. Now, what happens is when the child is so loud and intrusive, it swamps over this spiritual energy. The nature of spirituality is not to fight back and enter into a wall. It just sits quietly. Now, it's your job to quieten the inner child. Again, we're back to our scales. So if you quieten your inner child, then automatically your shared spiritual energy comes more into a balance. And that's what we're looking for. Because when those twists and turns happen, then you can address it in balance, in harmony, authentically, working from that spiritual shared energy basis, that natural basis. So if the inner child is the voice that says, this is not fair, this shouldn't be happening to me, why me? This is a disaster. I want to give up now. This is just wrong. All my hopes and dreams have shattered. If that's the kind of narrative that we commonly get from the inner child when we encounter unexpected challenges and changes in our life, that resistant voice. What, what is the kind of narrative that we would be getting when we're more in an authentic balance or connected to our Shen? Thank you. That's a great question, and you explained it well. So the inner child voice, the narrative that you will almost become addicted to, very used to hearing, is that critical, judgmental, negative, stubborn, worst case, problems, that's the voice of the inner child. Now, the voice of the Shen is more creative. So instead of saying it's not fair, the voice of the, in, of the Shen would be saying, how do we get through this? It's more peaceful. How do we flow? It's more determined. This will not knock us down. It's more authentic. We will get through this. It's more inspirational. It's, this is the voice of the Shen. Now, this is not taking away that you're facing a really big problem. Mm. This is not denying it. We're not closing our eyes. We're not hiding it. In fact, the inner child will say, let's avoid it. Let's find a way. Let's blame ourselves. Let's blame everybody else. Here's the narrative of the inner child. Now, what I'm saying is, Get used to listening and connecting to the narrative of the Shen. That can do. We will do. How do we get through this? Looking at your creative imagination, that, that determination, that sensitivity that you can react appropriately, not hypersensitive or undersensitive, 
but you can react appropriately in the right situ way for that situation. Now, this is very hard to listen to this voice because it's so quiet and you've been so attuned to listening to the inner mm -hmm. child that you don't get to this little voice. So this is why I believe, along with other things, of course, meditation is a really good way to do it because in a meditative state, you can become more attuned, more tuned in to the voice, what I call the sage, is the voice of the Shen. You can be more tuned into that voice. So if and when you do hit the problems, you can address those problems in a bigger, a bigger viewpoint. You're not just following the one voice of the inner child. And when you when you gave me that kind of narrative of what the the Shen voice is, the sage voice. It almost gave me goose pimples because it's like that voice is there, but we rarely listen to exactly. it. But those times when we get that, those moments of clarity and we hear that voice, it it's like a sense of great ease comes over it. I'm talking from my own experience. It's like a sense, a wave of ease and relaxation comes over me. I lose all the narrative of the inner child, all, all the red light feelings that the inner child creates by by its narrative. And is that, it's almost like a best friend, but a, a best friend that is very quietly spoken or a very gentle, loving parent that is softly spoken. That to me is the, the Shen really. Yes, for me, the Shen is like the greatest reference library is in the world with all of the knowledge that you will need to deal with this situation. The problem is you have to go and find that Shen where the inner child, my goodness, is right in your face. It's shouting and it's screaming and it's wanting attention and it's convincing you that the world should be this way. They should act in this way. This is unfair. This is not right. It's very, see, it's very extreme, mm -hmm. always extreme. And if you're bought into this voice, this narrative, this mindset, whatever you want to call it, that seems very familiar to you. And this creates two problems for many of my clients. First of all, it's very difficult for you as the person to look through that narrative because you are so tuned into it. It's going on all of the time, it, and it's so it's going on so much you don't even realize it's going on. That everything you see, you look at the worst-case scenario, you play devil's advocate all of the time. Yeah, but how about if this happens? How about if that happens? And this is not going to work out. never works out right. Until that becomes, and here's where my clients have the greatest difficulty, this is why when we're working together, it can be quite challenging because they see that as their identity. They view themselves as this negative person, that life is against them, the world's against them, never works out right for them. And it's like a kind of, a, I often think about it, you know, the Chinese say, I've said on many videos, like a kernel in the middle of the nut, holding on mm. tight to this identity. And of course, when you're wedded to this way of thinking, way of acting, way of running relationships, way of your career, way of how you eat, how you drink, how you sleep, how you dress. When you're wedded to this kernel, then the voice of your Shen can never be listened to. So you're not living now in balance. You're not living in harmony. You're not living in Wu Wei. 
you're not living in flow. You're more connected to the red light emotional feelings, and that becomes the identity of who you are. You start giving yourself those names. This breaks my heart when I hear my clients saying, but I'm anxious person. I'm a, a nervous person. I'm a this person. I'm a that person. Instead of saying, I'm an awesome person. When I look in the camera and I say, you're awesome. You, you are awesome. I really mean it. I'm not just saying it. I really mean it. Not perfect. You don't get everything right, but you are awesome. You have this amazing power within you that you just got to learn to look past that loud voice of the inner child and bring up the Shen to fill the space mm -hmm. because the inner child is very good at filling the space. And so I guess to create the space, we have to be able to quieten the yeah. inner child narrative down. Yes. And we do that through all the reparenting that we've talked about on our other teachings. And I can put links to the inner child reparenting teachings in the show notes below. But with the inner child, if if we know, okay, this is not going to be helpful if I keep listening to my inner child narrative, but we're so used, as you say, it's habitual, it's the default, it's our story to always err on the negative, always to follow the inner child's negative narrative. Even in when times are okay, you know, we're not in a disaster scenario or or a, a challenge scenario, or a major life upheaval scenario. So if we're used to, in kind of fairly okay times, following the inner child narrative, when something bad does really happen, then we're seriously un, unprepared. Exactly. We have not <clears throat> cultivated the tools and the ability to quickly tap into and connect to our Shen voice when we need it most. It's almost exactly. like we need to have, we need to be able to press dial that dial on on the special red phone to call up the shen there and then but if we haven't if we haven't laid down the foundations of the lines of communication when something bad does happen then it's like we're really stuck aren't we because the inner child is going to kick off big time exactly because the inner child now is facing something that it can't deal with and it's running around like a a scared rabbit, it doesn't, it's like a rabbit, it doesn't know what to do. And and so from a high level of worst case scenario, now you've got the worst case. Oh my goodness, what does it do? It starts blaming and it will blame you. It's your fault. You're not strong enough. You're weak. And here comes the three lies. And if you've said this to yourself in your self-talk, you're in a charging control. I'm not good enough. I can't cope. I can't cope. It's all too much for me. I'm unworthy or I'm unlovable. And this is when you know your inner child is out of control and you are almost the puppet or the servant to that part of your mind. And you're being led by the, the inner child. And then what the inner child does is go on what we call the carousel of despair. It will go around the familiarity, whatever it is for you, talking your bad self-talk about yourself, running yourself down. It could be overeating, overdrinking, anything, because that's what the inner child is clinging onto, like it's drowning. And this is what I say in all of the videos. Please, please, please do not look at the inner child as some kind of a monster or a demon that's out to screw up your life. It's the opposite. 
It's a child drowning, and we've got to go and save it. We've got to talk to it. We have to educate it. We have to hold its hand. We have to give it a hug. We have to tell it, sweetheart, the principle you're living your life by is wrong. You cannot keep looking outside of yourself externally for validation, for approval, for all of these things that you're looking for, because it's never worked and it never will work. So just to kind of run through an example, if something really unexpected, life-changing happens to me on the kind of negative side, you know, something I really didn't want to happen, and my inner child is kicking off big time, my inner child is saying, this is a disaster. The rest of your life is going to be ruined. You know, there's only one outcome to this and it's not going to be a good one. You know, just I'd, let's just give up right now. When our inner child is giving us that real negative self-talk in that moment, how do we, how do we, in that moment, how do we deal with the inner child? What do we say to it? Well, a couple of things there, Alex, and normally that would be the scenario that people would come and speak to me about because they're totally consumed by their inner child. So what I would say, number one, if you're listening to this, do your work. sitting cross-legged in front of something for hours and hours. I'm talking about 10, 15 minutes a day, being able to sit down quietly in a quiet place with your favorite cup of tea in your favorite chair or lying in your bed that you're not going to be disturbed. And you learn how to focus your mind on listening to that inner knowing, intuition, inner self, what I call Shen, that inner spirit. You get used to hearing that voice. Now, if you haven't done that and the child, as Alex has just painted the picture, something has gone wrong, you've been made redundant, we're all going through big trauma now with a pandemic, how do you deal with this? You have to address the child. We've done many videos on this. So you have to be able to, because the inner child will do what I call the dump all the machine gun, it'll go, brrrr, look at all these problems, all these problems, brrr, and I'm going to give you more problems and more problems and more problems. You've got to be able to sit quietly and say, whoa, 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 stick a pin, stick a pin. Let's deal with one problem at a time and let's find a solution to that problem. Now, I agree with you and I agree with my clients when they come and go, oh my goodness, David, and they don't, and I normally let them talk for 10, 15 minutes because I know they need to get all of this out. And then I say, okay, let's start at number one, which is the most important. Let's work through that. Let's find a solution to that problem. Let's teach you how to get in touch with your Shen to find a solution to that problem. That solution will always involve creativity, finding a new way through that situation. It will always involve you being in your flow. It will never involve you criticizing yourself, judging yourself, or judging other people. It will involve you finding creative solutions through your sensitivity and through your innate determination. 
Because when people say to me, I can't cope, I, I have to laugh. Because you've been coping all of your life. <laughs> you've always coped. Even when you came through that dysfunctional childhood, you coped. And all we're talking about is the method and the style of you coping. I believe you can cope better when you're in your flow, connected to your Shen, listening to that inner voice of creativity, of flow, of inner knowing. And I love this word more than anything. Inspiration, being in your spirit. That's how I see it. Inspirational, that it doesn't matter how big it is, there will be a spark of inspiration, mm -hmm. like a little light that comes on in your mind to find your way through it, but not avoiding it, find your way through it authentically, truthfully, with integrity. Do you think that we can only tap into that creativity that in terms of creative problem solving, coming up with creative solutions, or even creatively seeing more than one way out of this problem situation because the inner child only wants to give us the one worst case scenario negative outcome. Do you think we have to teach the inner child acceptance of reality first? So if the inner child is wedded to, well, I deserve, the universe owes me because I've been good or it shouldn't be this way. Do we need to work with the inner child on that faulty misguided belief first before we can tap into the creativity or can we do the two in parallel? So two answers to that question. Most people's mindset is to allow the inner child to go right to the extreme when it's almost on breakdown or meltdown or right at the tip of the cliff and then the inner child will listen to Shen and you'll find your way out. Most, my, not most, some of my clients will say, I need to be in that extreme place, David. Mm -hmm. I need to be driven at work. I need to be awake all night before I get that spark of inspiration. I need to push myself. I need to work really hard. I need to work doubly hard than, than, than anything. Then when I'm exhausted, when I'm absolutely at the end of my tether, I always love that term, the end of my tether, then... I get this little spark of inspiration, this little spark of knowledge that, you know, that moves me out. Now, that's one way of doing it, but I would say that's a very, very much waste of your energy. Unhealthy, unsustainable. And to yeah. you, and it's unsustainable. And that's why then they have to go, well, I have to go to drink, I have to go to drugs, I have to go to eating too much, I have to go to this. It's all extreme, extreme, extreme. When the best way is to take that time, particularly when you're in your normal life. This is why I recommend with meditation, with these teachings, little and often, 10, 15 minutes a day, thinking about it, reading a book, listening to a video, listening to a podcast, just connecting to that inner voice. Because what we want to do is to readdress the balance. So that part of your mind that we're calling the inner child begins to accept your Shen, okay. brings it into the family, brings it into the oneness, knows that it's not separated, it's not on its own, because that inner child believes that it's paddling this canoe on its own. There is no help. There is no one they can trust. And what they've been doing is looking externally when they should be looking internally, when they should be looking to you, to your Shen. And that's the teaching. 
they've been programmed, we've been programmed as a child to be codependent, external on our parents, on our teachers. And what this teaching is, is no, you have to be dependent on yourself, on your shame. Mm. And it's interesting that example you say about people taking themselves to the absolute extreme. It's almost like emotionally exhausting the inner child. So it's so tired and you're so worn out that it can't nag at you anymore before you have that Absolutely. access to that inner insight and knowledge of your Shen. But that is not the healthy way. So a lot of people will do that, Alex, in mm. arguments. They yeah. want to get all het up, big arguments, big traumas in the house they live. And was you brought up in a house like this? Big arguments every night. One of the, your parents coming home drunk, not being able to deal. And then all of a sudden, it's almost like the air goes out of the balloon. Yeah. And then you see the real person. And that's when the Shen steps in. Yeah. And what we're teaching, and there's no need to do no need to do that. You can live in that balance all through your mm. life. And so you're talking, I guess, this and that idea of taking the air out of the balloon or kind of diffusing the negativity of the inner child. I mean, the inner child isn't inherently negative. No. It's just that if it's emotionally undisciplined, if it's allowed to wreak havoc, it will go towards the negative. And so what we're saying is, Rather than getting to an, put ourselves in an extreme situation in order to diffuse the energy of the inner child, and only then the Shen speaks to us, if we can put in place some level of constant ongoing discipline through daily meditation or other self-care yep. practices, so we get so used to almost gently tempering the energy of the inner child, so gent making gentle, gradual corrections to the inner child narrative rather than having to do the extreme correction in the way, you know, when we hit this kind of disaster scenario. Absolutely. So, so the, the, the inner child is on a mission. It might be a child and it, it's not evil or it's not the, the demon, but it's very strong and it's very determined because that's why I know you're determined because the inner child is you and it is on a mission. And the mission it's on is it does not want to experience any emotions. The inner child has not yet accepted that it creates the emotions. So the, the mission that you're in a child on, the campaign, is to be emotionally protected or emotionally safe. And that's why we've done so many videos, and it's the cornerstone of the Wu Wei teaching. You cannot be emotionally safe or protected from emotions that you are creating, it's nonsensical. Mm -hmm. And that's why when I'm working with clients, I would say that normally takes up a big, fair chunk of, of, of our sessions. I, they will say something like, just somebody yesterday said something like to me, intellectually, David, intellectually, of course I know I create my emotions, but, and when you hear that word, but, it means you haven't accepted it. And that part of the mind that we're calling the inner child does not believe that they create the emotions and they see emotions as an external attack on them which they have to protect themselves. And that's why they are so powerful, so loud, so domineering, so overpowering is because they're carrying the banner of righteousness, righteous indignation. They believe that they have to be protected. And that's why we've done so many videos on that. 
You are the creator of your emotions. You are not the victim. The child sees himself as a potential victim of emotions. And that's why you have to deal with this issue. And I will put a link to some of the teachings that David is referencing there in the show notes for you to listen to and enjoy. Now, you've talked about ownership and self-responsibility for emotions. We've talked about being able to connect to that inner voice, that inner resilience, the shared voice within us. We've talked about emotionally guiding and gently self-disciplining the inner child narrative so that the Shen voice can come up within us. When we see people who we would say are, well, they're really resilient, they've got great bounce back ability, nothing knocks them off their off their flow. They're always, but that's just them. I'm not like that. Are those people just more in control of their inner child? Are they kind of more connected to their Shen? What's what are they doing that we may not be doing? I think you've got to be very careful <laughs> of that because you're comparing. Yeah. And I don't like comparing. You know, in our model, we call it CCJ. Criticizing, do not criticize, see, compare, see, or be judgmental, yeah. J, CCJ. Do not criticize, do not compare, do not be judgmental. You know what? Because the people you meet every day are so good at putting on masks. Mm. They will even trick themselves. They will give you the mask of their, this master calm, and then you find out sometimes later they've got an alcohol problem or a drug problem or they've got a problem at home or they've got another problem. And you see it all of the time through life. So I would say, you know what? Concentrate on you. Yeah, yeah. Focus on you. Have that, to me, the, the space that you create for the Shen to come in is truth, honesty, and integrity. Truth in what you say to yourself. Truth in what comes out of your mouth. Holding your integrity for yourself above everything. It's more important. And that creates so much space that your Shen can come forward. So I would say in answer to your questions, don't compare yourself to other people. Don't worry about what they're doing. Do worry about what you're doing and do worry about that you're in your flow. Remember, we do these videos for you to flourish. That's what I want. In whatever way, I'm not telling you how you flourish. I want, just want you to flourish. You're so blessed to be living this life. I believe you're awesome. Live to your true potential and your awesomeness. Don't care what other people are doing. I don't care whether they're doing more than you, earning more money than you, earning less money than you, but it doesn't matter. Live to your potential, and that's what I would guide you with. And and that also means, I guess, being in the moment Absolutely. rather than the inner child tendency to want to project ahead, whether it's onto expectations of how our life should be or our plans for how our life should be or our dreams for how our life should be. It's about really savoring the moment and, and whatever, I guess, whatever hand life plays us in that moment is finding the good in it, making the best of it, being the best we can be in that moment. And I guess that's that's a Shen approach. But that's all we have. Yeah. You see, the, yeah. everything else we don't have. So for me, what you just said, Alex, is so true because all we have is this moment. Are you in balance as you're sitting and listening to this teaching? Are you in balance? No one else can tell you. I can't tell you. Your friend can't tell you. But you know, 
Are you putting on a mask? Are you giving one image out to the outside world, but thinking something inside of you? And this is the integrity that I'm talking about. Can you live to that integrity? Don't worry about what could or what might or what should happen two weeks, three weeks, three years down the line. Worry about where you are now, how you are in balance, and then you know whatever happens, you can deal with it and you can flourish and you can be in that beautiful Shen Chi energy nature that it's just you. You don't have to go and earn it or find it. It's not external. It's not supernatural. It's yours. Use it. It's your gift. And I guess this is the life lesson that sometimes we only become aware of when we are faced by these massive life upheavals and massive life challenges, because although that life lesson is there for us all the time, sometimes it takes a shock like sometimes this to awaken to this teaching. Sometimes it takes a shock. I'm, I'm often surprised when clients will say to me, it wasn't until I had a heart attack or it wasn't until I was seriously ill or it wasn't until I did this or I did that until I realized that how blessed I am with life, until I nearly lost life, until I lost my parent, my partner, and my child, until I realized how precious life is and how I should be living it in the moment, in balance, in harmony. And that really is the life lesson. That would be the life lesson to nearly all of our teachings is nothing wrong with the Shen, with nothing wrong with the inner child, learn how to control the inner child so the Shen can come and find the balance. And that's the life lesson of this video. But the life lesson in general is live in harmony, live in peace, live authentically, and live with integrity, that you are proud of yourself, that you can look in the mirror and you what you see back you like not any images, the real, true who you are. Mm, brilliant. Thank you, David. Well, that, that teaching's given me lots of warm, fuzzy, green-like feelings. I think it's a good, strong Shen teaching, and it really resonates with my Shen. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one -one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.